Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues from the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir Magazine. And tonight we're going to be discussing some of the topics of the day, as well as taking your calls on any topic that's interesting to you in the Kashmir area. You can jot down our phone number and give us a ring when you want, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, or you can text us at 347-927-8398. Again, texting 347-927-8398 and call in 718-683-5858. A couple of the uh, thoughts that I had in preparing for tonight, was uh, the recent issue we had two, two weeks ago about the marijuana that came under Hashgacha from the OU. And uh, I know that the show, some of the younger people, maybe it didn't apply to them, maybe it was a good idea if they weren't listening at that time, and we're not going to go into that topic really now. But I just want to mention that the OU has responded to many of the people who had concern and uh, they basically gave a, a very simple answer that I'm going to try to read a few words to you right now. Uh, they came out with an OU medical marijuana statement on January 7th. This is in response to some of the concerns that people were raising. And they basically said two things. One is that what they're providing, the marijuana they're providing, is only limited to medical marijuana, which is fundamentally different from rec- recreational marijuana and also that the programs in New York State are very tightly uh, controlled, and uh, they're not going to be uh, misused. So that's in terms of the concern that some people had that perhaps it would be leading to something that's inappropriate for our our Jewish people, our from people. And the other concern that they had is that they mentioned, this is what I'm taking a quote, the qualifying medical conditions are not always life-threatening, and even in such instances where there is a threat to life, it is preferable to use a kosher medication when available. And I certainly uh, concur with that. We always, we always would recommend to people to go for a uh, kosher alternative. In fact, I just had a gentleman call today, not, not more than a couple of hours ago, and asking the same question. Uh, unfortunately, the, the child he was asking was for a seven-month-old child. And I explained to him that it doesn't matter whether it's kosher or it's not kosher. A seventh-month-old child needs that medication now. You know, you can, we, can dis- we can talk about this. We can discuss it. We, go, we, we can analyze it. We could go check with the pharmacist if there's any issues. Great. But as far as right now, that child needs this medication. And that's, that's what is a little scary to me. I definitely believe that if we have a kosher alternative, that's what any rub and any uh, pharmacist and any doctor who was from would tell you, go for the kosher alternative and look for it. And there are lists, actually. The CRC website has lists of over-the-counter medications which are recommended and which are not recommended. Okay, that's a general direction. But the halachas are very, very clear in terms of who is sick and what, what level of sickness it is. And a lot of people have to take medications even if they're not kosher whatsoever. So uh, you can't get hung up on the, on the kashras when we have to look first at the halachic issues. Very young child is a choylish yeshbo sakana, uh, and a regular, a regular adult who has some kind of uh, chronic issue, whether it's heart or liver or lung or 
or anything that he has, you know, high blood pressure, whatever the thing is, then he has to take his medications. If they're kosher, fine. If they're not kosher, so be it. But that's his chiyuv. So if we have a choice, yes, go for the kosher one. Vitamins, it's not the same thing. Vitamins always look for the kosher ones. And Baruch Hashem, we have a lot of kosher vitamin companies. But the, but the medical area, the, the real heavy-duty medicines that we have to take in our lives, they have to be taken because they're required for our for our brios, which is the mitzvah of the and we don't have any way around that. So that's the first order of business is for people to is to to look at the halacha and not to get lost in this idea of we want kosher only. Yes, we want kosher if we can get it. Yes, you should address that issue, uh, especially in the in the vitamins. And if it's not a major issue to you, then of course. Go find out from the pharmacist if there's something's available. Some people get rid of the gelatin capsules by putting it, uh, going there, asking their pharmacist to take it out and put it into a uh, into a veggie cap. Some people just take them and put the veggie into the veggie cap. Whatever you do, it's all Baruch Hashem. They're good ideas, and you can speak to your rabbanim. But remember, the doctor is the one who's 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 taking care of you, and the rabbis, any rav that I, is worth anything is going to always say, what do the doctors say? Okay, then I hear you, but I must take the medicine. That's the way you have to look at it and, of course, get both advice from both people. But uh, So the concern that they had that, um, that we need to have this available in a kosher form, I don't disagree with. I just felt that something that of this nature would have been better to leave alone for 10 years and that maybe we should t- it should have been addressed down the road, first get some of the other medicines that uh, aren't such a type of a medication as the marijuana was, which is overlap with something else, which is inappropriate for our people. And I think that, that that's where I was coming from. But our guests maybe came from a different position. We have a lot of calls, but I'm just before I take the calls, I want to just mention briefly the other uh, another quick point, and maybe we'll get back to it later on. Uh, we had on last week uh, somebody from Organic Circle, wonderful little store in the neighborhood at, on 1415 Avenue O, uh, Organic Circle. Where we have Rabbi Shalom, Natsano Shalom from there, and he was uh, talking to us about organics and kosher. And a woman called me up. Uh, this woman listens to the show, and she follows the magazine, and for, for most of the time it's been published. And she was very concerned. She met somebody in Organic Circle online, and the woman uh, was buying uh, organic vegetables that were in a package that were pre- pre-washed. No hashkocha on it, but they're washed. They're triple washed. Look, it's a store. It's got uh, organic products. If you, look, if you bought a head of lettuce, you wouldn't expect anybody giving hashkocha. This is how this thing comes. And uh, it, 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 it needed to be, you know, she, it, it's, she person wants organic. So she just happened to mention to the lady, you know, you're going to still have to, you're still going to have to check for bugs. And she said, what? Triple washed. What could be wrong with it? And she didn't get the message. And it took quite a while for this woman to explain it to her that triple washed isn't a guarantee. And we had an article, uh, we mentioned the article on the show from the Star K., I'm going to read it to you a little later because I see a lot of people calling in. And uh, that, that letter is very, that article is very, very strong about triple wash 
is no guarantee that the thing is kosher. You do have to check, even if something has been triple washed. I'll read you the, the, quote, the quote later on. And at that time, she called up, so I figured, no, I'm going to read it on the air, and I'm going to put it in the magazine. So we put it just the last minute. I, I contacted the star case. I'd like to put that in. They said, call a kavod. And it, went, it just, under the wire, went into the magazine, which is going to press tomorrow. Okay, we'll take some of the calls now. Uh, one, one phone call that you request, uh, the, the organic store is an, on Avenue M, not Avenue oh. O. <laughs> Okay. I live in Avenue O, so I got it. Right, 1415 okay. Avenue M. <laughs> That's okay. my fault. Okay, go ahead. No problem. Okay, you're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Okay, question. Is it much to use Axe mouthwash? What? What is it? I didn't hear is, the first, is, with the name of the, comp- Axe. the comp- Axe. I don't know what that A- is. A-C-T. I don't know what that is. But, uh, but let me explain to you. Mouthwash comes into a different category completely. Some people are not concerned about mouthwash for a couple of reasons. Unless it has glycerin. If it has glycerin, then uh, glycerin very often is not kosher, and it's significant, and it has a positive taste. So that's a real issue, glycerin. Others say that since it's a uh, mouthwash and you're not intending to ingest it, just cleaning your mouth, it's acceptable. It's not a, a clear-cut situation. You should really ask your own rub whether you should have a concern for mouthwash and for toothpaste. If you are concerned for toothpaste and for mouthwash, so there are lists. The CRC from Chicago has a list of, 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 tooth, of, of toothpastes acceptable as kosher, even though it is no ashkocha, some of the Colgates and some of the other companies, and uh, some of them, I'm saying. And then uh, they also, uh, you, you probably have a list somewhere about uh, mouthwashes. But definitely mouthwashes and uh, toothpaste are not in the same category at all as medication. Uh, is there a concern? It's in your mouth. You're tasting it. You're having some pleasure from it. Some of it's going to get ingested, even if you're not intending to. So it's, a, it's an issue that uh, Rabbanim have two different opinions about. Okay. Yes, thank so you. I suggest you ask your rabbi, and you might be surprised that he, he, he holds one way, and you didn't think that way. So that's why, that's why we have Rabbanim. Okay? Call to. Thank you for Thank listening. you very much. Call to. Go ahead. I have you, a question also. Yeah. Uh, what about um, uh, medi- me- medical uh, toothpaste? Okay. Now, when, whenever, again, the, I don't know what the medical toothpaste is, but I, I you know... You have certain that, medical toothpaste for gums and right. the problem. So that obviously, is, it, it comes into a different area. But, uh, but, the, but uh, to, to assume that the toothpaste is not kosher is a big assumption. You could ask the company or look on the, on the ingredients. If you don't see glycerin listed there, then it's just a question of flavors, and flavors are usually not an issue. It's certainly not something that is medically indicated. A person is having gum disease. It could lead to losing his teeth. It's not the same as dying from a heart attack, but certainly something that uh, you, you has a medical indication, and I, and I definitely don't think you have to be as concerned about it. But when you see glycerin, then you might want to inquire further as to whether, where the source of that glycerin is. Thank you. Okay. Okay, you're on Kashus on the air. Can we help you? You're on the air. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hello? You're on the air. We hear okay, you. Okay, I want to ask something. I bought for two bishvat uh, dates, you know, they have good dates, 
But I came home, I see it, it's more like my plastic that they, they, the grocery store puts in. It says King Solomon, and it says a hashgacha from the Badat. So I'm assuming now that it's coming from Israel. So that is enough a good hashgacha because the, the printing of the store writes uh, Badat on it? Okay. So first of all, let me explain something to you. The word badats, I could be a badats, you could be a badats, we can get the three rabbis and we'll call ourselves a badats. There is no such thing as a badats. It has to be the badats of the Eid Haredes or the badats of the Beis Yosef or the badats. It says Eid Haredes, but he printed, you know, like a label that you make here in the store. I understand. We, We are suffering from this problem all the time. And I'll explain to you why we have this problem and I'll explain to you what you have to do. Some stores have a hashgacha on the repackaging. This is a repackaging situation. Right. These two bishvat uh, baskets that they made, little things they threw in together, they're all made in the store, and it's from whatever they got. So they may have a, an OU, an OK, a Kiskov K, a something K, a nothing K, an Israel thing, what is, you know, whatever they grab and they put in there, whatever's cheaper and looks nicer, they made their little baskets. So those, th- those little plastic things. Now, it, in many stores, there is a hashkocha on the repackaging, which means that that man, the Rav, knows what is being put into the, pa- the baskets. Now, that, that is a certain nemonis, but it still right. doesn't really help you too much. And I'll explain uh-huh. to you why. Can you turn down whenever it's in the background? Turn it down. No, it's so, turned down. Okay. There's somebody so, else to so, do uh, it with so me. Let, yeah. the, one of the reasons why it's not so helpful, even though we're saying you have a hashkocha, is because I can assure you that the person who's doing the repackaging is not the mashkiach. It's a worker. Right. And very often the worker is not Jewish. And especially if it's a non-Jewish person who may not even be able to read English. And so therefore, you tell him, put this and this and this in this package. But he may take something from a different box. So we don't, if it's in the store, if they buy it, then it can end up in your package. So it's your packages are only as good as what comes into that store. And so that's one problem with it. The other problem is that a lot of stores have no hashkoch at all on the repackaging. One time, one of the uh, candy companies contacted me and was very upset that they, they were repackaging uh, their products and they were cl- putting a certain names of the, which who gives the hashkoch on the, on the packaging. And they said, we don't even make that product. And, and, and it's coming out with our name on it. In another wow. case, they told me that they distribute a lot of different products some of them with their name, and some of them without their name. The ones that are without their name, some of them are very poor quality, cautious-wise. And they do it as a business, but it's not something that they stand behind personally. But mm. since they're the distributor, a lot of times the store will put the name of the distributor on the top, and very often they'll say, Debret Sinarov, and OU, okay, mm. when really it doesn't have the Debret Sinarov. This one only had the OU or the OK or whatever. It didn't have the difference. He, didn't, he doesn't give a shkoch on that kind of product. But they know that this, this company uses many products with that name, and they tend to put it down. So, yes, 100%, a name on one of those things is absolutely worthless. What is, what's worthwhile? A store that has a hashkoch on the repackaging or a store that you personally trust the owners of, that they only purchase high-quality kashrus 
uh, standards and that therefore they're taking responsibility. But short of that, it's a big problem. And then, you know, there's another thing, too. Sometimes they're buying even these packages from repackagers. So that's even another situation. But when it says a store name on it, usually it's from the store itself and that they had done the repackaging, repackaging there. And again, this is a very big issue about repackaging. People don't take it seriously enough. A lot of the big issues that came up with meat being not properly uh, sold as kosher or as glot kosher, that, a lot of that had to do with repackaging. So, yes, repackaging is a very, very dangerous area. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Thank you for your information. And the, story, the famous story about uh, chocolate that was packaged as a pav, and it was the, the, the guy that sell the store, he found it uh, six months. They sold it as a pav chocolate, yeah. and it was a uh, uh, dairy. dairy. Yeah. Okay. Iran Kashis on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hello. I wanted to, first of all, thank you very much because I've been listening to your show all year, and I've learned so much that it made this year Tubashat so much more clear to me thank when I was much. cleaning and I knew what to do. So I wanted to first thank you for that, for the information. It's a real, okay. real bracha and a real big chesed. All right, let's get to what you want. So, I, the, what? People are going to think that I, I told you to call. So I don't know. No, okay. absolutely not. You don't know me. I'm yeah. just... I happen to have learned so much that I found okay. it incredible that I knew exactly what to do with the grapes. I knew what to do with the strawberries. I knew what to do with everything I was doing. I followed Rabbi Vaya's instructions. I've listened to his interviews with you. Now, I had one problem. I looked for his book in a lot of stores. Yeah. I can't find it. I'm wondering why. I, 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 you, you, I'll, I'll get you to the... the They're telling the, you they don't have it. They can't get okay. it. Okay. You do you know have, anything about it? Okay. You contact Feldheim distributors, Feldheim Books uh -huh. in Muncie, actually yeah. Spring Valley, I believe. Uh, Feldheim Publishers. Okay. F E L D H E I M. They are distributing mm -hmm. the book. If they're right. out, if they're out, you can contact my office, and we'll try to get you in contact. Uh, but my office mm -hmm. is seven one eight three three six eight five four four. I have another way of getting, perhaps. Some uh, some uh, copies that are, that may not be in the uh, I don't have them myself, but it might mm -hmm. have a way of getting some copies that might if they're not in the stores. But it's probably okay. out of print. But it, I suggest you uh, call Feldheim. So and Feldheim see. is the distributor. Yes, and they would probably know which stores might still have some uh -huh. copies. Okay, well, almost all on Thirteenth Avenue didn't have it, so that's that as far that's as and Sixteenth Avenue also. Okay, thank you for calling. Okay, thank you very much. Before we go on with the next caller, I want to tell you that. This week, of course, was Tu B'Shvat yesterday, and what was uh, was very interesting about Tu B'Shvat was that the uh, uh, was today actually, but it was Tu B'Shvat was today. My thing yesterday it started last night. Uh, tu B'Shvat, everybody came out with a little guide of what you should do for for the B'dikas Toloyim, etc. It was very interesting. I never saw so many in my life. The CRC from uh, Williamsburg put out the uh, NSK, the uh, the uh, the New Square Kashrus, the Star K, um, Rabbi Vaya, of course, put out also, and everybody had different ideas, but almost all of them were the same, except for the Star K. So the Star K basically uh, 
represents the the, the, the national standards, the OUOK, Cupcake, Star K, which are pretty much in sync. And the other ones, the NSK from the from New Square and from Isaac Rabonim and from Ivaya, had a completely different approach. But what was interesting to me was there was one thing, and I was very impressed about this. The Star K, even though on most things they're, they, they have, as I said, American standard is different than the more right-wing standard we call Hamish standard. But was one thing that was very interesting was that pineapple. They're on. They're on board with us, with everybody, with you know, with the more right-wing things. And I was, I was very interested about that for for a long time now, because when Rabbi uh, David Goldstein came out with this piece on pineapples, and how you have to shave off the outside and make sure that the little brown spots are, are are removed because there are mites in there. At that time. Star K came out, and they said they also agreed with that. And they said that, uh, that it was dependent upon further information, that we're going to do further research. And I'm glad to see, I'm not glad about it, but I'm just, I'm, that's a question of honesty. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that they're still holding to that line, which means whatever research they did, it substantiates it. So if there are other companies that are taking it lightly about the, about the pineapple, they're really... Uh, missing a very ba- basic uh, problem that, that that is in our in our community, and again, I wouldn't see anything on the pineapple. You wouldn't see anything on the pineapple, but it, there obviously are these tiny mites there that would come up if you you know examine and look for them. But on our own, we wouldn't see them just with uh, just looking at it. But if you go and you try to get them, they are finding them, and that and they're obviously significant size. And this is uh, it was interesting that the star K also held very strongly to that, too. Okay, we have more callers. There's one caller here right now, and you can call the line if you like, 718-683-5858. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're Hello? unconscious on the air. Yes, you're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, okay. I got a bag of dried cherries, and it has no hechshar on it. A friend of mine gave it to me. It has in it tart cherries, sugar, and sunflower oil. Do I have to worry about a hechshar? Yes, definitely. Any oil needs hashkocha. Any oil could be not kosher. Ah, uh, it's the sunflower oil. That's what it says. But, yeah. but, but the processing and the, the, the carrying in the, in, the, in the trucks and the storage, etc., can compromise it. And therefore, any oil, in this country, we hold that any oil needs hashkafa. There are countries that are more lenient because they haven't got the availability, such as in some European countries, and uh, Australia is, is uh, most of the people in Australia, the right wing doesn't accept that, but the more liberal wing accepts uh, without any hashkacha on the oils. There's a, a whole discussion in the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuf Gimel about it. I can't really get into that now. Uh, so people come to my shia, they hear about that. But right now, it's enough to hear that, yes, oils need hashkacha, and we should definitely only use those that have a proper hashkacha on them. So, no, so you're saying I shouldn't use it, basically? Correct. Okay. All right. Oh, wait, but, 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 yeah, but, I'm, but I'm not sure about that because I was contacted about a similar thing and I could be it's the same product that you have. You might want to research it because well, was a, uh, If this helps you, it says it was manufactured by Payson Fruit Growers. Okay, but I don't remember the names. Of oh, that. okay. But but I do know that there was some free distribution of such a thing 
in our area. That's and, where uh, I got it from. Yeah. And as I understand, as I spoke to a rub, that he, as a Chabad rabbi, who claims that he gives hashkocha to the product. But I said there's nothing on the packaging. So he said there's a K. But what the, I saw the package, it wasn't any K. If there was no K there, I don't know if it's really this rabbi's thing or not. So you, you'd have to research it. Uh, otherwise, I could say you can't use it. But if it is true that it's this rabbi's hashkocha, or it's a Chabad rabbi out in whatever city it was, I mean, he called me uh, because somebody was inquiring. So I... I think that that is the one, but you, if you make the extra effort to find make the call, you'll know for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Okay, thank all you right. Thank you so much. You're certainly welcome. Okay, uh, uh, before we go on, I'm going to just take a minute off to say a word about our sponsor, which is Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. You should think of uh, when you think of Glotmart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. And Glotmart, you can save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items which you've purchased in the store. And right now, on sale right now at Glotmart, this is today and tomorrow, you can find lamb breast $5.69 a pound. You can find pepper steak $11.99 a pound. Mendelssohn's Pizza Bagels, six pack, two ninety nine. Hadar mushrooms, eight, eight ounce, ninety nine cents. Geffen whole bu- baby corn, fifteen ounce, ninety nine cents. Kleenex facial tissues, one hundred and sixty count, one dollar and thirty nine cents. And starting on Wednesday, you have Bagels Family Pack cupcakes, five forty nine. Uh, you have Landau's Carob rice cake, six pa- six pack. 169 Geffen ketchup 28 ounce 169 Geffen cu- uh, cup of soup chicken or no MSG chicken 79 cents and at Glotmart the quality of the meats is A1 with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush with base safe meats and with expert Nikur at Glotmart you're getting quality kosher's Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Cashless on the Air over J Root Radio. Okay, so now uh, we are free. If anybody would like to call us, you can reach us at 718-683-5858. I saw, I saw yesterday yeah. uh, like a video about uh, the fruit of Tubishvat, and it was scary, meaning that so much... Uh, chemicals and coloring that it seems like uh, is, is uh, the question is is it kosher <laughs> you know is it healthy it's and i know but kosher is also meaning that we have to put it on our body and something that we i don't know if i know that some kind of uh agency tried to work with uh also on on the this uh, issue no i don't know about that but I, there are there are a couple of cautious agencies that try only to take natural products but that's they're very few, and uh, it's very hard to do a business like that. You know, it's yeah, it's good if you get into the market and then you're the name. But you know, but as far as uh, if if you're going to try to do business on that level, you're losing a lot of mid business. So the cash the cashless agencies uh, tend to go with whatever is available. I mean, whatever people want, that's what you get. I'd like to read to uh, our listeners a little bit about this triple wash. 
So we're talking now about a product that everybody thought for years and years is not an issue. But this I'm reading from the Star K and putting it into the magazine. What they're talking about is iceberg lettuce. The article is the tip of the iceberg. And it talks about what really is going on about iceberg lettuce. So it seems that iceberg lettuce is getting worse, or at least right now. Maybe it'll get better again. Maybe it won't be an issue soon. But basically, it, there is a serious issue with iceberg lettuce, and it's been around that way for a year or two, where the iceberg caught up in some ways to the romaine lettuce. And you'll ask me why. The answer is we get the, the, the whatever pesticides they put on, they get used to it. And so the, uh, the bugs can still, or new, new strains of bugs come in. But I'm going to read this to you because I think it's extremely important. In many plants, industrial washing systems operate constantly. The wash water is generally used again and again on the same processing lines. This means that you can have thousands of pounds of lettuce essentially being washed in the same water. If the lettuce has high levels of insect infestation, the sheer volume being processed increases the possibility that insects washed off the leaves will build up a presence in the water and either reattach themselves to the produce or simply end up in the bagged finished product. In other words, it might be not be attached. It could be a little droplets of water that are sitting in together with the, uh, with the, with the lettuce. Although the wash water is gradually turned over every few hours, the rate of replenishment may not be fast enough to avoid insect buildup. Additionally, there are many different types of washing systems used in the different companies, from flume systems and hydro loops to shaker, sprayer tables, and simple conveyor rinse tanks. The exclusive or combined use of any of these can permit a product to be called triple washed. So triple washed might be on the same water, in the same washing thing, three times, and hitting all the bugs in there, getting them all put back again and again and again. Yet in terms of insect removal, some of these systems can hardly be considered significant or effective. Therefore, the fact that lettuce is claimed to be triple washed is not necessarily an indication of adequate cleansing from insects unless it has a proper hashkarcha verifying the kashras of that particular product. Rabbi, well, you want to tell me that this water, after washing one time, is not running a process of filtration? Obviously, the filtra- if there is a filtration, I don't know if there is a filtration, but no, if, the, if there is a filtration, it's not enough to well, get out the insects. I mean, well, the Star K, look, I, I, do I know? I don't know. No, no, it's just but I, scary. But, it's, it, uh, but it, it seems to be like that. I know, I, I remember way back when I first started Kachras, I still remember this story. It was a classic story. There was a Hull of Yisrael company that found that the, that the cheese that they were making was not really Hull of Yisrael. Why not? Because they were, were using the same water with the salt in it that was being recycled from the Chal of Stam. So even though they started with Chal of Yisrael milk, the Chal of Stam was being mixed in. And there's probably some whey in there, plus the fact that there's a, there's, there's a lot of particles in there of, of, of milk and, 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 and cheese that are, that are floating around that water. 
and it was it was being recycled, but it wasn't being um, it, but it wasn't being filtered. And uh, even if it would be filled, I don't know if the halacha would be permitted anyway, because it was salt in it. And it, at that time, when they, they discovered it, I mean, there was a rabbi giving ashkacha, a chassidish rabbi giving ashkacha. So when they discovered it, they decided we have to tell people that it's not really chal of Israel, and it was a mistake. And so they put an ad in the paper, one inch ad, a one inch by, I think, one column, Maybe it was two columns. I'm not sure. It was one column or two columns. Probably two columns. One inch ad. Plain type. If you could even read it, you'd be lucky. Small letters. And to me, it was like, you know, we're burying the, 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 we're burying the topic for, a, for a 50 bucks or 100 bucks of putting an ad in. And meanwhile, everybody's buying this in the stores. Another example of something I, I saw years ago. I was in Borough Park. And I saw something that, that bothered me. I said, this product you know, that's being sold here on sale in Borough Park was an unauthorized OU. And I knew it was unauthorized OU, and there it was for sale on, in, in Borough Park, meaning that somebody was dumping it and trying to get it out of the way and get it sold quickly. So unfortunately, um, people are not on top of the situation. Yeah, we got callers. Okay, very good. You're on Cassius on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Uh, oh. Yes, is that me? It is you. Okay, hi. I, I was just wondering, the dole uh, shredded cabbage that's packaged, I, I see that in the Hamish stores it has a hashkacha. In a place like ShopRite, it does not. Okay, uh, so let me, let me explain to you. Uh, first of all, uh, Dole is a company that has the Star K a lot of the time. Not, on, not, not, not always. And the Star K has its guidelines. You know, everybody, you know, it's real world. There are insects in vegetables. That's life. So what they have to do is they have to have uh, a, a, a threshold after which they won't give us kocha. I don't know what that is. And I don't really care right now what that is. But they have their threshold. I mean, uh, we had somebody on the show was many times, and he was saying that, uh, that they have a, a zero uh, tolerance level. But the, the, most of the Ashgachas have a, a, you know, some kind of tolerance level way above zero. But it, it, it's, it's enough that they feel confident that they're safe. So uh, now when, every once in a while, it hits that. And then they, they take off the Star K. How do they take it off? The Star K is not written on the bag. The star K is inkjetted when the, in the date code. So they have the date code going on, and it says star K. So in case they remove the Ashkacha, then the date, and the date code will not say star K. That's the control that they have. Okay. So, so, you so might be seeing a product. technically, if it's in ShopRite and it has a star K, then it's all right to use? I not know. The decision. See, I was going to stop you before when you mentioned Dole, when you mentioned name. I don't really want to discuss names of Hashkachas. It's not fair because, I, because everybody has a different uh, threshold right. in terms no, of what they're looking for. No, but this same, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> it has to, I'm talking about Dole now because there are two kinds of Dole. One is in Shaprai, and one is, in a certain sense, uh, it, has, it says JB, I don't know whose Hashkachas okay, on okay. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to explain it to you. I'm going to explain the whole thing to you. But, uh, but you have to listen. 
okay. First, first of all, again, I really didn't want to discuss names of products and the hashkochas, but at least to let you know, this informational, I will let you know. Deciding which one to use, I will not decide for you, not on the radio and not afterwards. You've got to consult somebody or your own rov or a cashless agency that you rely upon because everybody has different standards. But I will explain to you the topic. First of all, I just said already that Dole can come out with no Ashkach on it or it can come out with the star K on it. What you're talking about, J and R, can come out with two different Ashkachas. One is a, a combination of the uh, uh, Broyers, the mm-hmm. KAJ, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Rabbi uh, Gruber. They're okay. on, that's one set. In case they, so what they, what they do, Rabbi Gruber and, and, the, uh, and the KAJ, they have a mashkiach in the JNR, uh, uh, what is it? It's not a factory, it's just a, you know, a storage area in their warehouse, and they check samples of what they bought from both Dole. So mm-hmm. let's say they buy a thousand bags. So they'll check a certain number of bags to get a sense of what, how the market is running now. Mm-hmm. And on the basis of that, they'll say, we'll put our name on it, or we won't put our name on it. Mm-hmm. So J&R has stickers, it says J&R, and it says these two Ashkochas, and that means that they've made a decision, not about Dole in general, but about these bags that they have in the store, based upon a certain spot checking which they do. You mm-hmm. don't get the bags that they check. That's thrown away. Mm-hmm. You get other bags that they're assuming, based upon the sampling, that they know what it's, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they reject it. When they reject it, there is another rabbi who goes on that packaging. Oh. <laughs> so there are three steps. Now, now, an interesting thing occurs. An interesting thing. Sometimes, based upon the sampling that, uh, that they're, they're doing here, let's say... Uh, uh, at, at J&R. So it says sometimes, according to the sampling that the KAJ is doing, Rabbi Gruber is doing, they say, we're going to reject this. We're not going to put our name on it. It mm-hmm. will have Star K on it, but they won't put their name on it. Mm-hmm. Star K is still in the background. Mm-hmm. And then, then this other rabbi, for whatever his, his does, I don't understand, but whatever he does, he's putting his name on it. So I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he has a level where he'll reject it also. But he will, he may put his name on it even if they rejected it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds mm-hmm. like the KIJ is is much more correct than the Star K. The Star mm-hmm. K told me that they found a number of times that the J and R was selling was selling um, packages of Dole that didn't have the Star K on it. Mm-hmm. And it had these rabbis on it, which mm-hmm. means the sampling that they did came out good, but Star K rejected it. So how could this all happen? Is this, is this normal? The answer That's very is very confusing simple. for the consumer. The answer, is very simp- the answer is very simple. We're talking about sampling. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's in the, each bag. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows exactly what's happening. So everybody has their uh, amount that they check and, and what they're looking for and what they're satisfied with. So that, everybody will have a different approach. Every, there's a validity to, to both approaches, to, the, to, to the, what the Star K does in the, in, the, in the mass factory for the whole America, and what the J&R is doing in their local store. 
but definitely you shouldn't take the ones that don't that don't have a J and R without the uh, without those two rabbis. I would say uh, might might be a lower standard. Mm. Okay. So so J and R is is fairly good. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't say that. I don't. Again, you, you're putting words in my mouth. I don't want to say anything about which hashgachas you should use. Mm-hmm. That's a decision okay. you have to make. I'm just explaining to you what's happening, why it's happening, and how it could possibly be that they're both right. How could it be that Star K refused to give Ashkocha and KAJ did? And how mm-hmm. could it be that, that Star K gave Ashkocha and KAJ refused to? I try mm-hmm. to explain to you what's based on the sampling, and, and, and they're working on their numbers, and there's a certain amount of... Uh, you know, there's a certain amount Margin of, uh, of validity, <laughs> and there's a certain scientific uh, validity in what they're doing. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. Thank you very, Thank much. You very much, Rabbi Wickler. You're Thanks. Have a good okay. evening. Bye. Okay. You're on Kashrus on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello? You're, yes, you're on the air. Hello? You're on the air. This okay. Um, somebody bought us Costco Medjool Dates. Um, it says Mahadran. There's an OU on it. It says Products of Israel on it. And it also says Kosher under the supervision of Israel. Rabbi Nuts, Jordan Valley, the produce is free of any concerns regarding Arla and Shviat. Kumot and Matzos have been separated. So Could I, be either or is there a problem? I, I, don't, I, I, I really, right now I have to start from square one. Are you finding loose dates in a bear in a, bear, a box that you picked no, up? No, it came in a closed plastic package. And what is the name on it? It's Mahadran. The name of the company is Mahadran. Uh, uh, yes, Mahadran Growers at Heart. And where and where does this Mahadran company from Israel or from America? Um, produced by Mahadran to Newport Expert Power Center One, the Aero Gitkak, Israel. Okay. So it came from Israel and it has an OU on it, right? Yes. Well the OU is is is, is definitely capable of doing what you're talking about. It's not you I mean the oral and Shvis and and Pumas and Meisters and all that, the OU the OU is definitely careful about all that. It's a very simple product. Um, and, and you know, if it was, if it was, uh, if it has an OU on it from Israel, I'm sure they took care of that. Okay, so it's kosher to eat. Okay. I mean, I doesn't. There's nothing there. Nothing you indicated. Nothing in what you said indicates that it isn't. It definitely sounds <laughs> responsible. Yes. Uh-huh. Now these have to be checked for worms. What we do with the dates, I don't know medjool too much from another one, but the uh-huh. dates is very, 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 very simple. Well, you cut it open and then take out the pit if there's a pit in there and just see if you see anything visually. Some people like to put it up, raise it up to the light area just to see if they see anything in it. I, I, never, I never see anything in it. I never see anything in, in, the, in it. But, but, uh, but I do sometimes find actual insects inside the dates. You will see it. You'll know what it is. right? You'll write, you won't like it if you, if you see it. Believe me. Okay. Okay. Enjoy. Kayak, thank you very much for all your time. My pleasure. Okay, you're on the air with Rabbi Yosef Wickler. Go ahead, please. Um, I wanted to know if um is a company allowed to put on uh, a kosher symbol if it has like the imitation taste of of like crab or, or something like that? The answer is a hundred percent yes. 
but you know this 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 it's not really nice what's going on because I've even gone into a restaurant and seen the and seen the the menu it says crab, so that's really not a nice thing that a from store would use the word crab on its menu, and it's not nice that they say this tastes like crab and this tastes like this, but if you're asking is it kosher? Yes, can the hashgacha give it? Yes, because everybody knows it's imitation and it probably says imitation somewhere hopefully. And uh, that's, you know, it's a, it's a sad thing. And in this country, we have a lot of that. We have bacon bits. We're not bacon. It tastes like bacon. looks like bacon. This is the, this is the way we, we have a whole thing now, bacon, faking, schmaking. We have a whole thing where people are in, in love with bacon. So they're making a whole bunch of kosher products that, that should be like bacon. This is Nebuchadnezzar. It's a, it's a big mistake. But kashrus-wise, there's nothing wrong with it, and uh, you just should not be looking for that taste. You should train yourself to either get something else, or if you have that, they say you like it because it's a good product. But try to get you out of your mind the idea of imitating the tray for things. Okay? Thank you. You're certainly welcome. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? You're on the air. If you could turn that down, you'll be able to hear us. No, we can't get you. Okay. You're, you're on the air. If you turn down that thing in the back, and you'll be able to hear me. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes. Let, so speak. Were you, you're, you're talking to Rabbi Wickler right now. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Um, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, when the garbage truck's clean on the street... They just make it worse for cars. They're trying to make it good for cars on the road. They they make it worse for the cars that try to get out of the parking spots. Okay. There's no why doesn't the New York City um stop them from cleaning on the road? Okay, thank you very much for your shout out. Okay, have a good evening. Okay, you're on the air. Are you on cautious on the air? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Uh, somebody purchased a bottle of McAllen. McCallum Let me do the free shop that, and yeah, well, that's that's the one that uses the that's the one that they uses the uh, sherry casks. Right. Well, the it was labeled as a uh, cask in five different casks without mentioning any type. Does that assume that they were for sure uh, using sherry? I, I I I you know this 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 whole topic is something that I'm not I'm not happy discussing because I have a mixed feelings about the entire topic. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, and if you ask people from the last generation, they will tell you that it doesn't matter if the cask is, had, had wine in it uh, for a number of reasons. But the, the people who are in Kasha's field today told me that about 15 years ago, there were changes in the way that they're using it, and it's, they're using the casks when they're moist, and there's an issue, and they're saying that the halacha is different than we had seen it before, because usually they used to dry out. Now they're not drying them out. Now, McAllen is the one company that had been always claiming they were using sherry casks. I don't know if they use it in all of their products, but you don't have to see the word sherry casks. If they say, uh, there's, cer there's certain buzzwords, I don't have the, the paperwork in front of me, but there's certain buzzwords about the finishing and about this, and that. there are certain words. And by the way, I once had an article where I listed at least five or six different wines that he used, the cask from different wines, port and this and that. You have to read the literature very clearly. 
because a lot of times they talk about finishing in, in certain kind of special casks, and that's a giveaway that they're using those wine casks. So, yes, but assuming it is sherry, it, is it a problem? Because I went to my you know, store I buy my liquor from, and he says, you know, plenty of people do buy it. A lot don't. Okay. He makes a remote I'm not going to say I don't know. You know, no, I don't no, know. No, 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 I'll explain. That. I mean, should I give it to people? Can I bring it to a shul, or is it no, something no, no, that no, I should... No. Uh, one second, one second. One second. First of all, it, 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 let, let's start from square one. Go back. In Shulchan Aruch, it talks about using uh, wine casks for liquor. Uh, actually, it's beer. And, in, and it was, it, 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 if the tom got in, it wouldn't be a good flavor. So there wasn't such a big, big concern. And my Rebbe Zatzal, Asher Zimmerman Zatzal, was very strong feeling that, that these casks don't mean anything. And I came to him with McClellan go, going back to when they first started talking about the Sherry casks, and I asked him about it, and he says, I don't believe them. And even if they did, it's not going to change it cautious-wise. But that, the, the people in the cautious industry said that the use of these casks is different than it was in the old days. So I asked him, when did it happen? And he gave me a date, which was about 15, 17 years ago, whatever it was, 19 years ago actually by now. And I said to myself, unbelievable. That was the year my Rebbe was Nifta. So I don't have a handle on how the old, older generation would deal with this halacha. All of the kashvas agencies, come out every one of them, is being machmir in this in this halacha now. Even though in Shulchan Aruch doesn't read that way, they're saying it is that drastically changed. There's a rabbi Padua from from London who did a lot of research in it. I spoke with him. He's convinced about this. I can't. Uh, I don't have enough expertise to tell you that uh, they're overstating it. That they're over the top. I don't have any expertise. So would it be wrong to give to somebody who says it's not a problem that he so drinks it, or is it something you know the flavor that I should? Uh, just just one second. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to answer you. But if, if somebody starts talking about Ramosha, well, Ramosha was back at the time when it was different, and he's working with the Shulchan Aruch, and mm-hmm. it, and there was a different there was a different Metzias. But if the Metzias changes, if the if the way if the facts on the ground change then there's no Rav Moshe Tshuva because it's not about the case today. So that's the problem, whether we're talking about the same thing or we're talking about apples and pears. So the fact that Rav Moshe said something, I don't need Rav Moshe. I, I know it's, it, it's Shulchan Aruch. But the question is, is the Metziah different today? And that's what the Kashvis agencies do feel. And they spent a lot of time meeting on this. I was at some of the meetings. They spent a lot of time meeting on it. And uh, whether they're right or they're wrong, I can't tell you. Maybe it's a chumrah. Maybe it's not necessarily true. Maybe somebody couldn't uh-huh. explain. I, I don't have any way to, to to answer that part of it. But as far as now, what to do with it? So a, there are these. There are people who are makel, and you can't call it treif, mamish, hundred percent. And it's a, my rebbe always had a question that he felt that it was never really a flavor. It was always just uh, uh, the boutique. The, they gave some kind of fancy words, but he didn't feel it affected the flavor. But they claim today it does affect the flavor. So I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be machnia to whichever rub you ask. I don't really want to decide for you. All right. Thank you so much. You're certainly welcome. Go ahead. You're on Kashus on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hi. I bought a bottle of mayonnaise, like from a, let's say, a Heimisch yeah. company, and it says on it, um, "We didn't check the eggs." <laughs> so what should so what should we do? You want to go check them? <laughs> Let me explain something to you. 
years ago, talking 1982 or something, there was a book written, Keeping Kosher in a Non-Kosher World. And that was a Talmud of mine. And he wrote, he asked Rabbanim uh, 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 to, give a, give a, to give a recommendation. And one of the Rabbanim gave a response. He said, you say that you got to check eggs? We don't check eggs anymore. So I told him, put the, put the letter, into the, put the letter into, the, into the book, into your safe, and put it in. He said, but he said, we don't check eggs. I said, if that's the only thing you can find wrong, because most everybody is checking. They were talking about uh, 1980, you know, 40 years ago or something, the 35 years ago. So is they, uh, in, the, in, 19, so in 1980, 82, people were still all checking. Today, many people do not check. And, you know, because they're really, it's only a minute now. And uh, a lot of people do keep it up. And I would keep it up. And we do keep it up in the, all the places that I know. And, and it's good to get things that always have, say that we, we check the eggs. It's a beautiful thing to do. But my Rebbe, and he was very, very machmir, the Rabashazim, and he said, I asked him about this. He said, if a Moira Hora, the rabbi, Paskin, that it's a Hefsim Aruba, means it would cost a lot of money to go check the eggs, and he wants to be Makel, don't bother with it. Don't bother them. So he really, you have, to, you have to admit that in our situation today, I think it's a Tzitkis that they put on there that we don't check the eggs. I wouldn't stop, I wouldn't tell you not to buy it at all. And, I, and, and it's, not, it's, not, it's not strange. I think it's very, very honest. And I tell you, between you and I, the people who do check the eggs, when they're doing a big volume like that, I don't even know if they can po properly check the eggs. I saw a man check eggs. I couldn't even see it. It went so fast. I didn't believe that he could actually see the eggs. So I, I, I think that it's, it's not so terrible if, you have that pro if they have that product. Okay? Thank you for calling. Are there, are there any more callers? Yeah, you're, you're on cautious on the air. Go ahead, please. Me? Yes, go ahead. You're on the air. With Hi. The Rabbi Wickler spoke yeah. earlier about the, the problem with the lettuce, <laughs> um, the packaged lettuce. My question is, what about the red cabbage or the coleslaw mix that you can find either in, the, in like a store like ShopRite, the Dole, or, or like what we spoke about earlier? What about the cabbages? Is there a problem with the cabbage as well, just like the lettuce? Look, uh, you know, you have to understand something. I'm of the opinion that cabbage, lettuce, all the leafy vegetables have to be properly checked. The halacha requires you to check physically yourself every leaf that you eat if there is a certain number of insects in the, uh, in, 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 you know, in, uh, among the, the leaves that you, you have. That number is not an exact number. It's what we call mir hamatsui. Some people have different numbers, and it, what exactly that it translates to, it's, it would take me a whole show to discuss it, and I've discussed it here before. So it, you, you, you can't, you, you, have, you have a situation where the, the leafy vegetables, whether it's cabbage, and it depends. Sometimes it changes this way, sometimes it changes that way. Iceberg lettuce, there used to be, used to be a good situation, now it's not so good anymore, and the romaine lettuce, and the, it, all these things have to be checked. So now you buy a package that had nobody checking it, and nobody, no, no one checking it at all. There is, and let's say it has, uh, let's say Dole came out with a star K. So 
the stock K takes responsibility, that there's a, it's below the threshold of their numbers. If something comes with nothing on it, no hashkacha on it, or even with a doll with no hashkacha on it, so then you, you don't have any way of using that product without checking it yourself. And you talk about a coastal, you can't ca- check it. You can't, so you can't check buy it. those oh. things without doing the work yourself or getting a very responsible company that has done proper, uh, ex- uh, uh, you know, proper sampling. The sampling numbers are, uh, are different. Everybody uses different numbers of samples. Some people, you know, maybe may think a one out of a thousand. If I took a one out of a thousand bags, would you consider that significant? I wouldn't. No. No. So what are you going to take? You can't take a hundred bags. You'll lose the business already. So where do you decide? 10, 50? Right. That's a lot of work. I mean, and they have to check every little leaf in there. It's a very, 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 very big undertaking. Well, the only go, this my, my, my theory is to only go with the highest. That's the way, that's the way I live. Right. It, it doesn't matter to me, but uh, some people, they say, well, this is not so fresh. This is not so this. This is too expensive. This, okay. So you don't want them, then, you know. But does not mean that the, the halach is going to change? Right. Okay. It's, but Thank it's not you an very exact much. science. It's not an exact science. That's right. what I tried to talk about before with the, the differences on the dole, because it's not an exact science at all. Okay? Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Okay. We have any more calls? No more time? Oh, we have more time? We'll give another two minutes. Okay. Um, anybody interested in uh, finding out more about Cautious Magazine, you can reach us at 718-336-8544. We are now going to be mailing out soon our uh, prepaid poor issue which is going to go to press tomorrow, Mitz Hashem. So if you'd like to sign up, we're going to make one of my J-Wood specials, uh, which is going to be, um, we're going to give you uh, $20 a year instead of $25. If you'd like to subscribe, uh, it, you can not only get the magazine, the five issues of the magazine, but it comes with a kosher travel guide, kosher supervision guide, with 200 pages, and we're going to send you one now, and then we send you one in September. So it's a tremendous deal. You get all the information on a regular basis, and you can reach us at 718-336-8544. Thank you for listening to Kashris on the Air.